and welcome to the Dear Sparrows podcast. For my listeners that listen every week, I must apologize. I know it has been sporadic to say it at best since I've had podcasts, but as you guys know, I'm a teacher, and when you have to grade about 70 exams, capstone projects, and report cards, it can be a lot at once. (laughs) So I've been a little behind on the podcast, but uh, here we are ever still. So I've been praying a lot about what to talk about. You know, you're talking about an authentic Christmas and kind of trailing out of the authentic series more in the fall. And I really, what was on my heart to talk on today is when you were feeling very hopeless at Christmas. You know, you go typically services at churches right now have Advent, right? And Advent completely circulates around what it is to wait. And not only that, but the the hope in the waiting. And as much as at times that can really fill us up and at times that can make us feel good, there are also times where it doesn't feel good. And when you can sit there and, and you read these words or you hear these words, but all they are is words. They're not, um, they're not actions in your heart. And that can lead to, to vulnerably and honestly frustration. And I think me, myself, that's where I've been this season as much as I haven't wanted to be. But it's amazing to see what the Lord can do when you stick it out. And, you know, it's a relationship with God. And so I think when you are feeling hopeless and you are feeling completely defeated, those are times where you almost have to view it like you're having an argument with God and and you're fighting, but you but you stick it out and you say, I'm not leaving until we break through, until you and I grow in relationship, we grow closer, and I come to know your heart more, Lord. Because there's always going to be something we're waiting for. So maybe this year you're hoping for a relationship. Maybe you're hoping for more money or a better job. Maybe you're hoping for a child. Maybe you're hoping for some sort of breakthrough that you feel, if I can just get this, then I'll be fine. But the the funny thing about life is there's always going to be one other thing we're waiting for. You know, you, you get the thing and then, well, what's next? And I, I've seen that so much. I've seen friends get married and, you know, they waited and they're like, all right, where's my spouse? They get their spouse and they're like, okay, well, you know, when are we going to have kids? Well, when are we going to have kids? Well, when are we going to get the house? When are we going to get the house? You know, and, and they keep going on in that. And then there's people who, you know, the, <laughs> you've got the couple who's, who's waiting for the baby and the better house. And then you've got the group of people who are still like, hey, I just, I, I would just be happy to have my spouse. Like, that would be great. And so I think everybody's waiting for something. There is something that the heart is longing for, and if you're not, then you're probably more than likely kind of in the complacency, where you're just like, well, you know, this is this is what it is. I'm just waiting to die, right? Now, then, no, like, we don't want to talk like that, but but I think there's a lot to do with that during the season. There's a lot of hopelessness and a lot of waiting and a lot of hurt that comes through that. And I really just want to talk about that today. And I, I read a verse the other day, and I read this verse many times before, but this was this translation in particular was really incredible. It was the Passion Translation. And it says, it's Proverbs 13, 12, which typically has been, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But this one, when hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. 
But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Man, that translation, that hit me hard. And, and thinking about that and, and taking it to God and going to him and saying, hey, I know things are not where I want them to be, but I'm inviting you in to come and sit with me and to work things out in me so that I can see what's really happening during this time. Because I think what we don't realize, we, we keep thinking, well, we just, you know, where's the thing, right? But we're, we're missing the whole point. Because yes, it would be wonderful in every way to have a spouse. Yes, it would be wonderful to have a job that pays more money. Yes, it would be wonderful to have a child. But seek first his kingdom, and then those things will be added to you. It's not about the things. It's not about that. It's about God, and it's about the relationship, and coming to better understand his heart and who he is. Because when that is your highest the rest of the things don't become idols, and the rest of the things don't become more important than him. And when you get those things, you'll love them all the more because you love him most and first. And so I was on my walk and I was talking to the Lord about, you know, what are the things during this season as much as it doesn't look like what you might want it to be? You know, you can put twinkle lights everywhere, but there's still this gray haze. What's really going on? And I think a lot of the things are you have to take out the trash. And so look at the past year of your life. What things are you holding on to that are just rubbish? What bitterment, what unforgiveness, what hurt, what pain, what things are you clinging to that need to be removed? And openly go to God and say, hey, I have this giant plank in my eye. Can you help me get it out? Can you help wash me clean? Can you remove it? Because I don't want to walk around with that within me. And, you know, I think a lot of that, you don't always even see that on the exterior. I was talking to my friend the other day and she poured into me. She didn't even realize what she was saying, but it was so good. But she was telling me how she went through her phone and she was deleting all these things, these pictures and these apps and just stuff she didn't need. And she was like, you know, on the exterior, my phone looked the exact same. It had the same case. It had the same, you know, everything. There was nothing on the exterior that looked different, but on the interior, it was so much cleaner. It was so much better. I didn't have all of this stuff clouding up my phone anymore and it ran faster. And I thought about that in the metaphor of what if God's doing that in us? What if he's working with us to clean out all of the garbage in us? And yeah, we don't see anything changing on the outside. Every day you still get up and everything looks the same, but what if there's something, a deeper work going on the inside of you or in the person you're praying for, or in the situation you're praying for, right? And the next thing is, what's going on in the process? You know, I think we fall into this idea of it starts storming and raining, and our first inclination always is, I got to get out of the rain. I got to run from it. Well, what if God actually wants you to get wet? What, what if that's going to wash you clean? And, and don't stop him from doing the process, because if you run from it now, you might get the thing, but this is just going to come up later. And so it's almost better to confront it now than it is later on, than to push it off. So don't run from the rain. Maybe you're supposed to get wet. Maybe you're supposed to let that storm happen and work through it and feel every emotion and scream every emotion and work that through with God and in your life and those around you and, and live through it. Don't just get through it, live through it and live abundantly through it and see what, what is God actually doing in the process of things. It's okay not to run 
all the time. It's okay to just sit and say, you know what? I'm not just going to get through this. I'm going to grow through it. What do I need to do in the meantime? And I think, you know, I think much of the chagrin of myself, but, but we're not birds, you know? We're not. I'm not and you're not. And as much as it pains us, we don't have the bird's eye view. And perhaps if something happened in this time right now when you want it to happen, it wouldn't be beneficial. And if you did have the bird's eye view and you looked and you saw everything from the top like God does, you'd say, oh man, you're right. I need to wait. I need to, I need to redirect. Well, this needs to happen first. And I think coming into that realization and not counting it as a forfeit or a loss, but counting it as this is valuable time to see things change and grow and let the trash be taken out. Let yourself get wet. Let yourself go through the process because then I know that when I get to the destination, it's not just about the destination. It's about who you became in the journey. So in becoming that and being okay that you don't always have the bird's eye view. It's very rare that you're going to get that. And if you do, man, you are a blessed one. And I think the last thing is praying about when to get off off your butt. Just plain and simple. God, what am I doing that is stalling my own life? When do I need to get off my own derriere and go and do a thing? Because he will do all he can, right? But, but he's not going to forcibly make us stand up and go ring the doorbell or go to the mailbox and mail the letter, right? He's not going to make us do the thing, but we have to ask him, God, when and what do you want me to do? How can I change my situation? How can, how can I work proactively to change my own situation? And I think when we ask him that honest question and we're ready to receive an honest answer, that's when change can come. But we can't just sit on our own, you know, tushes and, and wait when there's something that we know we should be doing. And I think that's stirring more often than not. We know within what needs to be done and and what he wants us to do. But I think it comes to asking him as well. And if you're in a place where you've done everything you can, then you wait with hopeful expectation. And you realize that this season is not about you. It's about him. All of this is about him. It's about the story. And it's about the story he's invited us into to be part of his story, part of his kingdom and his glory and the joy of that. And and looking to other people too, how can I bless someone else this Christmas? How can I pour into them? How can I bring love and joy? You know, I think looking at things the way they are right now is not how they're always going to sit. There's going to come Christmases where you don't have the people surrounding you that you do right now. So what can you do? What can you pour into? And the other week I talked about you know, working with my youth. And, and I think about that. And last night it hit me that that won't always be something that I get to do. They're going to, they're already growing up on me. I've already got so many of them in college and I don't think they're all going to just disappear, but, but life will change and they won't forever be 16. And I think loving them and embracing that time that I get to spend with them or your parents or your cousins or your siblings, and just really embracing that time and counting it as a blessing and not a curse for right now. And just taking it so much, it, it's not about this, you know, you. <laughs> it, it's what can I do for other people? And it's valid to say, hey, I'd like, I'd like for it to be about me once in a while. But I think taking it to God and saying, hey, 
I'm being honest and I need you, God. So help me in this. And I think a big thing is just letting him do what he's going to do, knowing that he is not some old man who has dementia and has forgotten the promises he's made. He, do, he hasn't forgotten the things he's done, but, but trusting that there's something going on behind the woods, behind the trees. There's something going on behind the scenes that we don't exactly see, but we can trust and we can take hope in that he is on the ball. So I hope that blesses you guys this Christmas if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling heartache, that there there is hope and there's something to be found in that. And there's a new and renewed joy that comes from letting him do his thing, but sticking it out, not just leaving, not just ignoring God, but sticking it out and saying, God, I want to grow from this and I want to come to know you better. So help me in this season not to run out from the rain, run out from the storm, but to stick it out and listen to you, to hear exactly what you want me to hear, to do exactly what you want me to do, because I'm ready and let's go. So take the fearless leap. Take the fearless leap into the future of what he wants you to do. Uh, Wishing you all a very merry and blessed Christmas. And I will have something before the new year. (laughs) So you guys take care. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being an avid supporter of this podcast all year. Bless.